Well, uh, next week we begin a new series uh, that will lead into uh, Easter, um, and that'll be, uh, I know we're thinking about Easter already, <laughs> but uh, it's the uh, beginning of Lent this, uh, this next week, uh, which is the season uh, leading into Easter, and uh, we're, we're going to have a series around Jesus' last words from the cross, and that's going to start next week with, uh, with a message on forgiveness. In fact, I could give you the Bible reading here and now. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Uh, but uh, but that's a, uh, forgiveness is always a, a significant topic. And uh, as we think about our relationship with God, as we think about our, our relationship with other people. And uh, so that's the beginning of that series next week, beginning with forgiveness, uh, a series on Jesus' last words from the cross. Uh, but alongside that, uh, through uh, that lead into Easter, There'll be an opportunity to link in with a, um, a weekly prayer and devotional focus that, will, that is be, going to be put out uh, by our prayer and outreach uh, ministry uh, working together on that with a focus on looking upwards in prayer, looking inwards in reflection and looking outwards to what isn't as it should be in God's world. And uh, so we want to enc- I want to encourage you not just to join with us on uh, across those seven weeks leading into Easter for for our services, whether uh, but to join in, link in alongside others to be a part of this prayer and devotional focus uh, through a weekly um, a weekly email or or a weekly um, hard copy if you'd prefer that. But today, as we come to the final of our summer series messages, here's Christina again. Uh, let's thank her again for the creative visuals that uh, she has brought to us through this series. Uh, and, um, and again, she'll do that today, and she's begun to do that today as we uh, wrap up uh, this series with, with what I believe is, is a really important message that underpins everything else that we've looked at. As, as I prepared this message, I, uh, I had a real sense uh, that this is, this is significant because this underpins everything else that we've been looking at in this series. What, what do we fill our ears with, or what does it mean to hear from God or to listen to God? A signals company invited applicants for a ship radio operator once and, and they, they invited them to simply turn up at a certain place and at a certain time and follow the instructions they would be given. Quite a number turned up and they waited as others gathered and uh, people began to chat to one another and the noise levels grew. However, someone turned up after everyone else and they sat there only for a few moments. They got up, walked into the adjoining office came out moments later as the successful applicant. Hang on a minute. Others in the room, full of people and noise, said, how come you got the role just like that? To which the reply came, any of you could have got it too if you'd been listening, if you'd heard the Morse code in the background with the instruction, the first one to come into the adjoining office has the role. How easy it can be in our culture that's full of noise, full of distractions, it's full of uh, busyness, it's full of energy, it's full of different voices and messages that clamour for our attention. How easy it can be, if we're not careful, to miss hearing what we really need to hear, what God is saying to us. We can hear other people and what they say. We can hear all kinds of messages uh, from, from, from the media and from other different uh, spheres of, of, of life, uh, but are we hearing what God is saying to us. Because God is a God who constantly communicates. Right from the start of the Bible in Genesis, 
uh, God speaks. God speaks as it creates the heavens and the earth and everything in it. Uh, God, it, it you read through Genesis, the start of the Bible, and you see that. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be this and that and, and everything else. And then as you follow the narrative of the Bible through, there, there is this constant journey of, of God speaking. God speaking, speaking collectively to his people, but God also speaking individually and personally. God speaking directly to people. God speaking indirectly through, through others, through angels, through, uh, through, through people, through, uh, through God's creation, in all kinds of ways. But the question is, am I hearing what God is saying to me? And am I filling my ears above all in life with God's words and God's messages to me and for me? So as we reflect today out of these verses from 1 Samuel on Samuel's experience of God speaking to him, let me very simply pose three important questions today. The first one being, am I in the right place to hear from God? Am I in the right place to hear from God? Where was Samuel when God spoke to him? Well, verse 3 tells us, uh, tells us this. It, it says uh, that the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel was lying down in the house of God where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel was in the, the temple of God where the ark of God was, it says, and, and that symbolizes the, the, uh, the, the ark of God and the temple of God in those times symbolized the presence of God. So what about for us in, in, in our uh, times, in, in our context? The reality is that for any, for any of us to be in the right place to hear from God, we need to have patterns of living that place a high value on creating space and time in our, in our lives to be in the presence of God. It won't be like it was for Samuel who lived in the temple, but the significance of, of, of being in the presence of God is the same. We need to make sure that our, the, the, that our lives, our, our day-to-day lives, our week-to-week lives, our pattern of living actually allows and creates space and time to hear from God, to be in the presence of God. Verse 1, here it says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli, and it's got some fascinating things that it says. In those days, the word of the Lord was, was rare. There were not many visions. Now, the word rare um, is, uh, that's used there is, uh, uh, is often taken to mean that God didn't speak very much in those days. Now, that, that may or may not have been the case, uh, but the word in the original Hebrew language that's translated rare actually gives us a better understanding of this. It it actually isn't speaking about the frequency, but it's speaking about the value of God's words. It's speaking of of how how rare or how precious or how valuable God's words are. And and, uh, that's echoed, of course, in other parts of the Bible, such as Psalm 19, verse, uh, verse 10. Speaking of God's words, they are more precious than gold, than much pure gold, sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. The issue for most of us is that if, God, if God's words and God's, uh, God speaking to us is something that we value, if it's something that, 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 is, that we highly value or is it of immense value in our lives, the question is, are, are my patterns of life creating the needed space and time to reflect that, to allow me to be in God's presence for enough time to hear God. 
whether that's in personal prayer and reflection, whether that's in reading and reflection of, of God's of scripture, whether that's in collective times of doing that with others, whether in a small group that meets during the week or in joining with others on a Sunday. So am, am, I, am I putting myself in the place where I can hear from God? Am I actually creating space and time for that to, uh, to, to happen? Now, God can, God can bypass that. God can speak to us unexpectedly. He can speak to us at any point, at any place, at any time. But when we create space and time in our lives for, uh, for, for, for intentionally for being in the presence of God, that, that means that we are going to be more likely to hear God more clearly. Alongside that, who am I surrounding myself with? When God spoke to Samuel, he had someone else, Eli, who played a part in allowing him to recognise God's voice. Samuel didn't recognise that it was God speaking to him at first. And uh, over and over again, in fact, three times, four times, <laughs> and this reminds us of the patience of God. God, God doesn't, uh, God doesn't uh, give up on us. God continues to, uh, uh, to, to speak into our lives, speak into our situations, even when we don't recognise or even when we miss hearing that it's him, uh, hearing his voice. But here, here, what do we read in verses 8 and 9? A third time the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up. And went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. This had happened already a number of times, but this is the third time. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Eli played a really important part here. Samuel surrounded himself with someone else in and of himself. Samuel wasn't aware that God was speaking to him. But because he surrounded himself with someone like Eli, that played a significant part in Samuel hearing from God. Now, Eli wasn't perfect. Far from it. In fact, uh, when you look at the, the story and uh, Eli's sons in particular and Eli's um, uh, unwillingness to, uh, to, 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 to uh, address uh, the situation that, uh, that wasn't as it should be with his sons, uh, it meant that uh, Eli actually was, uh, uh, was, was in many ways far from who God had called him to be and he was quite flawed. But nevertheless, he played a significant part here in, uh, in, in Samuel hearing from God. And that shows us that we too are better together in both life and faith. We need to surround ourselves with, with others of God's people if we're going to hear clearly from God as well. It's not just an individual, personal, solo thing. It's actually something that God designs to be, uh, to, to, to be uh, surrounding ourselves with others in life and in faith. So am I in the right place to hear from God? But secondly, do I have the right posture to hear from God? Do I have the right posture to hear from God? Posture is something that uh, I have to remind myself to be attentive to. Sometimes my default can be to slouch physically or, or not have as good a posture as I could or should. But posture is just so important, not just physically, but spiritually, to hear from God. What sort of posture is it important to have spiritually? A listening posture. A listening posture more than a speaking one. Verse 10 Again, let me read you what it says. Um, Samuel, uh, the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, 
for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. How easy, how easily we can have a posture that actually, that actually says, listen, Lord, I'm speaking. Instead of, speak, Lord, I'm listening. God has given us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And that's so that we listen twice as much as we speak. In our relationship with others, that's a good practice, and with God as well. And I wonder sometimes if perhaps when we don't hear God speaking to us, it's not because he's not speaking, but it's because we're not listening in your relationship with God. Do you spend more time talking to God or do you spend more time listening to God? A listening posture enables us to hear from God, just like was the case with Samuel here, as was the case with many others through the Bible, as does Another type of posture, what I would call a learning posture. A learning posture is one where we are always open to learning new things from God and always open to an ongoing, growing relationship with God. doesn't matter what age or stage of life we might be at. doesn't matter the, the, the level of Christian maturity we might be at. Do, do you still have a learning posture? Are you, still, uh, are you still open to what God wants to say to you and, and, and teach you today, this week, this year? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, reminds us uh, of the fact that all through our life, uh, we are being transformed. God wants to transform us and, and reflect more of his, his purposes for us. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That takes place. God's transforming work in any of us takes place right through our lives on this earth. doesn't say, oh, only to a certain point in our life, or once, once you've been a follower of Jesus for, um, for, for five years, for 10 years, for 20 years, for 50 years, there's nothing new. doesn't say that at all. Quite the opposite. God's work goes on in all of us right through our lives on this earth if we allow him to speak to us and to transform us in an ongoing way. And that's only possible as we reflect a learning posture in an ongoing way as well as a listening posture. Am I in the right place to hear from God? Do I have the right posture to hear from God? And thirdly and finally today, am I really prepared to hear from God? Selective hearing is uh, something that I'm guilty of at times and uh, I don't put on earmuffs, <laughs> I don't put on big earmuffs or, or anything like that or, or headphones, but, but I can be guilty of selective listening as we all can, I, I think, at different times. And certainly God's people were through the Bible as they heard what they wanted to hear from God. But you read of how they shut out or they ignored at times what they didn't want to hear. Samuel, though, was really prepared to hear from God. When he says in verse 10, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Again, the meaning in the original language, the word in the, in the original language that we translate as listening is, is a unique word. It means to hear with an intent. It means to hear as to obey. Like Samuel, when God speaks to us, it's not always easy to do what he calls us to do. In fact, often it can be quite hard. It was hard for Samuel. In, in verse 15, we see Samuel uh, 
just uh, hesitating and, and uh, uh, sort of uh, realising, boy, this is going to be really hard. Verse 15, Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, with the, the, what God um, had, had asked him to do. But like Samuel, we need to be will, willing, prepared to follow or to obey what God speaks to us about, even if it's hard which more often than not, it will be. God, God doesn't typically ask us uh, or speak to us about something easy. Typically, it's something that's challenging. It's something that involves a bit of cost that's hard. So what was, so, uh, but what happened here with Samuel, and, and again, some of the insights, the, the little insights in the, in the verses, uh, moving ahead to verse 19, it says in the second part of verse 19, none of Samuel's words, fell, uh, none of Samuel's, he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. In other words, what Samuel heard from God, Samuel followed through on. The, the, the words didn't just, didn't, didn't just fall to the ground. Like in Mark chapter 4, you, we read about the sower, the parable of the sower. Jesus talks about how some, some falls on the good ground, some falls on rocky ground. Uh, some, some of the words that are sown by God in our, in our lives and our heart are lost, but, uh, but speaks about the importance of receiving God's word and following through on it. So as we close, I want to invite you along with me, to take a few moments of space and time, even today, to just be attentive to how God might be speaking to you or what God might be speaking to you. And I'm going to do a number of things. I'm going to read from 1 Kings, a couple of verses from there, about the gentle whisper of God. Because God, doesn't often, God, God often speaks to us in gentle whispers, in nudges. Not, uh, not, not, not with lightning rods, not, not with, sometimes it's with incredible, mirac- incredible miraculous ways, but often it's in fairly, fairly ordinary ways, fairly gentle ways. I'm going to read to you about from 1 Kings chapter 19, and then as we reflect on God's words today, I'm going to finish with a prayer that was written long ago in the 1800s by James Robert Drummond, uh, arising out of our focus today. So I invite you to bow your heads in prayer before God with me as we just in this space and time come before God in prayer. First Kings chapter 19 says, A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Is there a gentle whisper that is coming from God Is there a gentle whisper for you, to you, from God? If not, could it be that there's too much other noise in your world? Are you in the right place to hear from God? Have you got created space and time in your life that allows that? Are you surrounding yourself? with others who can help you in that? Do you have the right posture 
to hear from God, a listening posture, a learning posture. And are you really prepared to hear from God? Not selective in your listening, but as James Robert Drummond expressed it in his short prayer, oh, give me Samuel's ear, an open ear, Lord, alive and quick to hear each whisper of thy word, like him to answer to thy call and to obey thee first of all. So in these moments, in this space and time now, just invite you to sit before God with those reflections, those words from God, those, that prayer, and just listen. Just be attentive to what to hear what it is that God may be saying to you. God, we thank you for your patience and your grace with us. We thank you that you continue to speak to us. Help us to learn more of what it means to be attentive to you, to hear your words, to listen, to fill our ears with with the most important things of all for us to hear what you are saying to us and to allow that to shape our lives. Help us to be people who are listeners, uh, uh, who, like Samuel, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And we ask this in and through the name of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.